This week on The Bachelorette, labor pains, hospital visits, and talks of a pity rose. Guys, we have your coverage of today's after show, brought to you especially by The Secret Life of Pets 2. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Every time, this music, every time. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bachelorette After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. If this is your guys' first tuning in, we are your official weekly recap show on AfterBuzz, talking all about our guilty pleasure and favorite reality TV franchise, The Bachelorette, only on ABC. <laughs> Not always be Cam, because we have a special fate for him coming up later in the episode. <laughs> Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. I'm so excited to be here today, but I'm not alone. I am joined by Renee Ariel. Hello, you guys. Ooh, oh my God. love Thank the applause. Thank you to the live audience out there. Um, we also have Michael <laughs> Teeling, reality hey, TV up? extraordinaire. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Glad to be back. And I'm going to say insider tea spiller, Christine mm. Alexis, is how I would describe you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so here for that. What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> I'm so into this energy tonight. Um, Ryan in the booth. I'm going to shout out our producer, Ryan, who is just killing it in there. Ryan, we love it. I think we also got some sound drops this week, if it ever comes up. If I were to say something like, um, I'm concerned... Oh, we're getting the soundboard pulled up. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to throw to it later, Ryan, so that they can see your hard work. Um, we are not only covering the episode today, guys. We do have a ton of thoughts on what we saw, but we also have some special segments. We've got some really hot tea this week in terms of news and um, some predictions as well. So we're going to get into it right now. Uh, Mike, we were not sitting with you in the trailer, so I want to hear your overall thoughts on the episode before we get into it. I liked it. You know, I feel like a broken record, and I say the same thing every episode we're here, but I like Hannah more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big fan of her on her original Bachelor season. I really like her on her Bachelorette season. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Renee, what'd you think? I was living for this episode. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed both uh, group dates so much and I like that this season they're actually trying new things and I think they're doing a great job. Sometimes a little overproduced, but great job. (laughs) Agreed. This was a knockout episode for me and really quick, I want to shout out to everybody who was in our watch along. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in with us and watching just how cringeworthy everything was for us in real time. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of moments, which we'll get to later. Yeah, I think a lot of personalities this season and a lot of just like it seems like dudes who are operating on a different social paradigm than other dudes from other seasons. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really weird that the choices these guys are making. It's kind mm-hmm. of unprecedented how insistent and persistent these guys are in a way that just is very uncomfortable but makes for great TV. Really good TV. I liked it. I thought it was really good and I'm enjoying the dates as well. Um, speaking of, let's go ahead and start with this first group date. Um, it's all themed around maternity. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. We have Jason Biggs and Jenny Mullen. Uh, Renee... I love Jenny Mullen. I yeah. interviewed her. She's very talented. She wrote one of my favorite books, which is I Like You Just the Way I Am. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, they're Bachelor super fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them. They watch it together. Do we feel like they were well incorporated into the episode? Whenever they have celebrities like that, it, I feel like it's weird. Yeah, like, I think it's cheesy. Like, cool. Thanks for introducing. The best was like, who, who said them? I, I wonder what we're going to be doing today after they literally <laughs> <Jonathan>. demonstrated. <laughs> they did. They came in. They demonstrated a pregnancy and a live birth. And yep. then everyone was like, I don't know what the date's when about. You, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, um, the celebrity guests, I, it's it's becoming really useless. Even last week yeah. with Miss J, I mean, he was one of the judges, but we don't really hear from them. Yeah, much. it was kind of silly. I think it speaks to the strength of the season, though, that even though they have celebrity guests, they kind of fall to the wayside. Because what that means is we're actually here for the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not necessarily here for the celebrities. So that's a good sign about the season. Sure. Um, did you guys all know that a placenta was the first organ that's grown, the new organ that's grown after conception? Yes. 
Yes. We're all going to nod. <laughs> you didn't think it was a uterus? as a, I think that was a Tyler C. who said that. Um, oh, my God. Uh, favorite labor pains reaction from these guys? Oh, my God. John Paul Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Yeah, I think we can absolutely. all say that. And we all saw it coming, too. We're like, oh, yes, let's see how he reacts. And it was just as good as I thought. Well, he was scrunched up before they even put those pads on him at all. I'm going to say a close second for me is going to be Tyler C. Just because Homeboy could not get out of this post. Oh, that was great. He went right into it. What was that? For our iTunes listeners, I'm trying my best to imitate Tyler C. Yeah, that was weird. Strange. Can we have a quick conversation about Tyler C? Because I'm not really vibing with Tyler C. I described him as the the bully from high school. Like, he bullied all the the dorks. I almost said geeks, and I was trying to say dorks. The gorks. The gorks. You said gorks. Gorks. Yeah, because he looks like a, he looks like he's giving people wedgies in his day. That's <laughs> the vibe I get from Tyler. It's too laid back. Yeah, it it's is. too laid back. And when I see people who are so super laid back like that, it almost starts to come off like they don't really care and yeah. they're not really engaged in anything that they're doing. And I kind of I don't get it. I don't get him. It's kind of like not my kind of people. Yeah, I don't know what his end game is with that strategy. It's funny, him and Luke are doing the exact opposite right now. Oh, where yeah. it's like Tyler's way too laid back and Luke is like way too forward. You yeah. Know, you need to relax. Do you think that he thinks the cameras are taking pictures and not just recording? Do you think like that's <laughs> he's like, oh it's a photo shoot, so this, let me just do my thing? Just FYI though, this is not HBO where there's like principal photography of your season that people <laughs> care about. Like you're on camera, <laughs> stop trying to pose. It's not about you, Tyler. It's just stop. This is interesting. Rotor13 in the chat says that he or she, Rotor, glad to have you, uh, went to Wake Forest with Tyler C., and he was very nice, at least in college. So hmm. he's probably a nice guy. He just comes across as kind of like narcissist, like a little uh, Zoolander to me. He's mm. constantly posing, and he always has a line. And it's always really weirdly specific where he'll be like, you know, I just walk up and I see those dimples, and I'm just like, I'm here, and we're going to paradise. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Right, right. So, and they're like little slogans. Like Every, he speaks slogans. slogans. And yeah. I'm like, what? They're not even normal slogans. They're weird. <laughs> so you're Tyler's saying, like, you don't buy it. You think it's all I don't fake? really buy it. No, yeah. personally. And I did not like the mm. move where he pulled back the um, I didn't like that either. The football thing. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know, but it just wasn't cool. He's just like so full of bits. I feel like I would get annoyed mm. being with that kind of person who just talks in this kind of other weird way and is a little obsessed with himself. And I don't know. I'm hating on Tyler C. So if you guys like him, let it, us know. It's almost like how I thought Hannah was in her bachelor season. Mm. Like, I don't uh. think I knew the real Hannah the whole time. I'm not sure I know the real Tyler. Because it yeah. seems like kind of a front. It's like, oh. I'm just chill all the time. Oh, I don't think it's that deep. I yeah. think that's him. Yeah, I think it's literally it's, it's what we... I don't think there's anything more to that. Like, I... Do I love him? No. I think he can get a little, like, much. Like, uh, the last episode when mm-hmm. he, like, confronted Cam or followed Cam out. I didn't love the way he handled that. So already I'm like, okay, he probably does get a bit... Uh, not... He doesn't have a temper, but I think he can be a bit... A lot. Mm. When he's angry, but at any other time, I think he's just like, hey, I'm hot. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy poses 24 7. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of opinion in, in the chat. What are we getting? Sengar. He looks like an old man wearing young man prosthetics. <laughs> no, honestly. Brandon says Tyler's Matthew McConaughey and Days and Confused. That's a good mm. analogy. Yeah. Yes. He, I said this like last week too. He gives me the vibe that he's just from a different decade. Like, he yeah. doesn't, it doesn't fit what he's trying to do. Maybe it's the lines. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, that's it. let's continue talking about this group date. That's our thoughts on Tyler. Um, notable conversations during the cocktail party. Uh, 
Cam oh. claims he's had the least amount of time right from the start, <laughs> even though we know he's had a ton. Tyler C. tries to call out Cam by talking about first grade soccer. That's the kind of examples where I'm just like, what's Tyler C. talking about? But the first real conversation See, we that got, I got, though. Did you? That I was like, yes, and then I realized Cam does not understand what he's talking about at all. He's just like, uh-huh, I get it. Yeah. And then Tyler said, right? Yeah. I was like, dude, Cam does not know what you're alluding to here. Woof with Cam this whole if episode. If it's not an acronym that starts with A, B, and C, right. I don't think it's going to get through <laughs> to not him. not going to get <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Mike J, though, because Mike J really opened up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Renee pointed out that I really appreciated was that he opened up in a way that was actually relevant. A lot of times people will be like, you know, we were on a date today, and it reminded me of when my grandmother got sick in Vietnam. And you're just like, why? Yeah. But this actually was a labor-related date, and he opened up about, if you want to summarize for the fans, Renee. Yeah, for sure. No, I like that he was like, well, because we did this, it reminded me of this. And he j- just opened up about something very personal. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm glad that we brought the whole pity day, uh, pity rose into existence this episode because I feel like for us, we all talk about the times that bachelors and bachelorettes give out pity roses and I think now for the rest of the season it's going to set a standard. We're like, don't just tell me something because you want to stick around and get a good edit. Like, tell me something because you want to open up to me and connect, which is what he did in that moment. Later, he was not the best, but in that moment, <laughs> like him. I, it's funny... First of all, how did everyone else feel about Mike J? I feel like I might have mixed thoughts on this compared to the rest of the panel. I still like Mike J. Yeah. I still agree with what we started out this season that he's a great candidate for The Bachelor. I don't see him as a good match for Hannah. I like the story, and I think if we're talking straight gameplay, all these guys came into the season. They always come in knowing, okay, I've got some sad story locked and loaded. Like, they mm-hmm. always tell some right. kind of sobby story. It really worked for him this episode because he was, just like Renee said, you're able to slide it in. It made a lot of contextual sense with what they were doing. So I think it worked really, really well for him as opposed to Cam, Mm. who came later with, I got something really important to tell you. And it made no sense whatsoever. It was really strange and it kept building and, you know, we'll get there. But that's the thing of mine. The irony of that whole situation was that Mike J was the one to kind of call him out on the sincerity of his story when he shared a arguably sincere story just before. It's just interesting how they set that up. Here's what I'll say that was weird about Mike J's story. I really liked it. I thought it was very open and vulnerable with him. It didn't quite add up, though, and maybe it was the way it was edited. He was saying, very tragically, he and his girlfriend lost their baby in the second trimester. Mm -hmm. But he was like, I was ready to get engaged. But then that happened, so the engagement broke off. And then he was like, it was my fault. I wasn't there for her. And I was like, "Your the miscarriage was your fault." I just like the way it was edited. I I would be a little suspicious if I was like, "Huh, you were only going to get married because if she had the baby, was that the only reason?" That's well, not what no. I took from it. Okay, no, me neither. Uh, I, I just I'll, I'll lead on this and say that I from the way he was talking about it, I one got the impression that he hadn't fully dealt with it yet. Yeah. Just from the way he was maybe like you said, the details didn't come across maybe as clearly to you. It's obviously a very sensitive situation. I think he was also trying to be mindful of his ex. There's a, mm. you're sharing something very very personal there. Yeah. Um. And I what I got from it was the miscarriage must have just broken their bond, and that's why they couldn't come to uh, a marriage at the end of it. Maybe she was dealing with it differently than he was and when he said he wasn't there for her maybe he just wasn't as understanding as he is now it sounded like Mm. he was having a reflective moment of like I can't believe how hard that must have been and it affects where I'm at right now that's where I got from it I have a hot take 
Mm-hmm. Go for it. And I'm just, it's kind of hitting me now. He, so he's the only one that brought up the whole Pity Rose thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's a little suspicious that he told a story that was very serious, mm-hmm. and then he tried to call someone out for telling another serious story? Yeah. Like stealing his thunder? Be, no, because I think, like, for his mindset to be in the place of pity roses, wouldn't you have already been thinking about that a little bit? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was brought up out of thin air. If he'd seen the show, if he hadn't seen the show, I do think it's a little, it, it just haunting. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Yeah, I do, you know, it's like when, uh, for instance, when your partner, when you're <laughs> cheating on your partner and you're constantly accusing them of cheating, mm-hmm. that's just psychology, man. It's, I really like Mike J. Just still. Saying. I just this is a take. take. We just gotta <laughs> throw it out. Very gotta theoretical. Throw it out there Very theoretical. Mike J. is clearly a front runner. He's gonna be around, and I just smell. And we'll get to the Mike J. situation later that I actually had a big problem with. Yeah. Mike J. I came in here ready to propose to him, but he's, <laughs> he's, been, <laughs> he's been knocked down a few for me this episode. Oh, to be totally honest. Poor Mike. For you, huh? Um, the main part of this story, though, was the fact that Cam interrupted. Four times. Yeah. And I was very impressed by the way Mike held his ground. He was mm-hmm. a class act in the way he held his ground. Yeah. I could hardly sit through this. What did you guys think of this interruption session? It was the most cringy moment of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Like, I loved I loved how Mike held his ground, and that's exactly what we've been saying over and over and over again that you have to do in these situations. Don't let Cam just come in and take your time away. Stand up for it, and you could see Hannah getting upset mm-hmm. with it. And that's yeah. when you know, as your Mike, you're in the right saying, no, I'm not ready, not done yet. I, he did a better job of reading his girl than Cam did. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. The weird thing was, I kind of wanted to see Hannah take more of a front seat here with both of these interruption sessions. Because we got the other one later that I'm going to just go ahead and jump to now. Cam finally gets his time, and then Jonathan, the server actor, <laughs> comes in and he interrupts, and it's very insistent. This was almost harder to watch for me. It was, and I really did not like how he handled it. No. I felt like it was way over the top. I, I, I mean, God, read a room. You think that's going to make Hannah like you? Right. At some point, you have to be like, oh, you know what? This guy's going to make a fool of himself already. I don't need to add to it and look worse because it was mm. too much. Like, they were both walking her to the door. It was so uncomfortable and made me not like either of them. I already yeah. hated Cam. But, like, I wasn't feeling that for John. Well, you see the upshot of the whole thing in the episode. They both go home at right. the end. Mm-hmm. So, not good looks. If I could really quick scoot back, because I did want to mention something Please. that I loved, yeah. was I thought this was a textbook example of somebody taking her away first thing perfectly was what Jed did. Really great, mm. swooped in right off the bat, got one-on-one time. Mm. They made out a bunch. They obviously had a lot of fun, and right. I just thought it was fanta- like textbook fantastic way to start out the group date private sessions. I forgot. Jed and her did have a really nice connection. And You know, the other day I was walking through L.A. Um, right downtown, and a chicken nugget hit me in the head, and now I finally know why. <laughs> I'm done with you. Because they were throwing chicken nuggets off the why is this Dad jokes. <laughs> why is this season not sponsored by somebody? McDonald's, McDonald's KFC, where everybody's got chicken nuggets. Oh, my God. Is it just the producers just producing? chicken nuggets constantly for I them guess. to snack so, on? It's so strange. Katie Morton from last season went on Access Lives the morning after Bachelor show with Ashley Iconetti and I forgot the other host, but she did mention that like chicken nuggets are totally Hannah's thing. That's mm. like her favorite thing. And the, I guess to your point, the producers are just taking that and running with it. Yeah. But like, it's not from thin air. The girl loves chicken nuggets. So it's 
really weird, though. Um, <laughs> They're, like, just... constantly coming up as a plot point. Speaking of sponsors, um, we do have a quick announcement about The Secret Life of Pets. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, After Buzz TV, <laughs> Mike, if you could tell us a little more about our network, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a Bichon Chihuahua at home. Many of our <laughs> panelists, they have lots of different dogs. But a lot of times it's hard to adopt more than one pet. Here at AfterBuzz, you don't have to adopt just one of our after shows. You guys get to adopt all of the different after shows because we produce after shows for all sorts of shows across all different genres. And every single show you love, we've got an after show for it. So we need some help from you, though. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to AfterBuzz. Subscribe to all the different AfterBuzz YouTube channels. Give us a big thumbs up. We see you all here in the chat. Liza, Misha, Olivia, Bree53, Bianca, we love you guys. Watch along. Give us a big thumbs up. Thumbs up. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any of your podcasting services, give us a big five-star review. Leave us some comments. Let us know that you did. You guys are our extended panel. We love interacting with you. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. All right, we've got to move on. But any last thoughts about Group Date 1 or Cocktail Night 1? All right, let's go ahead. Well, uh, just real quick, Mike Johnson got the rose. Yes. He really did his story the right way. Like we said, it made contextual sense, and he did a great job. Good game moves from Mike Johnson in this first half of the episode. I think there's a new dreamboat in the cast, and his name is Connor. Um, So Connor's excited to potentially go sailing with Hannah, but Hannah, I guess, passed out. I will say, I feel like on some level we were given a lot of information this episode, and on some we weren't. Yeah, they were so vague. Like, what happened? We also did, care about Hannah. I know. Did anybody Why else she pass out? Just think she just got dehydrated. I was like, she's just dehydrated. Well, that's yeah. what I, I she said, woke up dizzy, and she got fluids in the I'm sure that's what it was. Alcohol poisoning? <laughs> there could be a lot of reasons, but I, I think it's extra suspicious that they didn't tell us exactly what happened, because they love that kind of drama. They Are do. Are you kidding yeah. me? They would have been like, okay, here's a here's a 30-minute special extended episode to explain exactly why Hannah ended up in the hospital. That is what The Bachelor would do, but they did nothing. They explained nothing. If I had to throw a little shade, I wonder if maybe Hannah's a bit delicate. Because she did refer to going to the hospital like three times throughout the rest of the episode. And yeah. I, I don't know. Like It might be the kind of thing where... Not every bachelorette would have gone to the hospital in this situation, but maybe I'm just being shady here. I don't know what you guys think. So or maybe many hot that's takes a reasonable tonight. shade, I guess. Yeah. My resolve was that maybe there's just more drama worthy things they're gonna make us pay attention to later. Yeah. Like they're just edit they're really trimming the fat on this one. It's, yeah. it's weird. This is pretty thin, yeah. Either way, Connor gets the chance to, instead of going sailing, you could argue he gets an upgraded date and yeah. gets to spend time in Hannah's bed in her hotel room, nursing her back to health. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to uh, quickly swoop your way into a woman's heart, is to take care of her while she's sick. Oh, absolutely. I think Connor won um, the eyes of the two ladies on our panel this episode. Christine, what did you think of Connor and Hannah's one-on-one? I was feeling it. I To your point, I thought it was great that they kind of skipped the, the shenanigans of a normal one-on-one date. And to be honest, the last two that we've seen kind of bored me to tears, the one-on-ones. The group dates have been so much more mm-hmm. interesting. So it was refreshing to see this very unique one-on-one, which I believe we said was maybe a bachelor first. Have we seen the lead just take a sick day, essentially? And yeah. You know, just chill out in bed. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a realistic date, something I totally want a guy to do for me. And even the post-it notes that he left on his way out, I thought, honestly, were a really nice touch. And yeah. it could have been corny, but it was it was very spot on. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like him a lot. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So, first of all, I really like that he opened up about... Um, his parents' marriage and how they've been together because yeah. it shows he's very observant and he he has a relationship to look up to and mm. I, I do really like that. Um, on top of that, 
I love that he didn't want the letter to be read out loud. You know what that means is he's not he didn't write it for the show, so he'd look good on TV. He That's wrote that point. for that Hannah. That's a good point. And I'm like, he's like, no, 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 I'll read it later. And on top of that, he was so thoughtful to come up with like the post-it notes at the end. Like he's a little cutie, and I think he's truly there for the right reasons. Ooh, okay. Those post-it note things work. Like, like he's guys, hundred percent. Right <laughs> <laughs> That's the soundboard. Uh, post-it notes or like little. What do, what do you call it? A treasure hunt or whatever? A scavenger yeah, right. hunt thing? Mm-hmm. Always works. Very smooth. Very good. I gotta say, if I had one nitpick with Connor, there's a bit of a, like, being stressed out for the date element. Um, <laughs> but at the same time... He's he got was, some Tyler going He's got yeah. some Tyler, but he's the good version of a chill bro. I feel like Tyler is putting, like, on a show. Whereas I do think Connor truly just talks like that, you know? Were you guys bothered by Tyler's little speech pa- or Connor's speech patterns at all? I, I was, even though I know I just you know sung his phrases. Definitely still enjoy the date, but Connor as a person, I still feel is pretty basic. To a little me. maybe guy basic comes a off a little guy basic. I still don't see him as Hannah's guy, yeah. but I think she will enjoy getting to know him. Him and uh, Hannah G would be a terrible date to watch. Yeah, both, <laughs> it's true. Can you both, imagine? That's funny, yeah. actually. That's they're both great people who maybe rely on their other half to be the extroverted component of their relationship. Sure, that's a good point. I, Connor's great. I think he's a nice guy, and um, I think he's got good intentions. I also agree that he seems to be here for the right reasons, and he was really thoughtful with what yeah. he did. With Hannah. He's doing good, and he was rewarded for it at the end of the mm-hmm. night. Hannah 100%. came back. She came through. Took him on a date. They had a really cute little private concert. Um, um, I love the limo bachelor. driver, too, by yes. the way. He slid right in there like, hey, guys, where's Connor? <laughs> I love that guy. You like that? like, that's awesome. And he was excited. He was excited yeah. to go back. That was his moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, he did a couple nose kisses, which Renee liked. Oh, my God. You guys. That was so cute. <laughs> um, I liked that he didn't make any kind of deal, or at least we didn't see it, any kind of deal about not getting a rose at her hotel room. Yeah. Because in his mind, before the limo driver came, you would think he probably thought that's it. That was his date. And he made no, like, oh, I didn't even, there wasn't even a rose or I didn't even get a shot. You know, it my solo day was messed up. I, like, briefly, though. I, I, it, it flew by me. So, mm-hmm. I, But I liked that he was just cool and it looked like just go and spend time with her, get to know her and actually have a date. Don't worry about the roses because it's going to come. That's a good point. It shows the security, I think, that not all the other guys mm-hmm. have. Okay, so this next part of the episode was brought to us very blatantly by The Secret Life of Pets 2. <laughs> Have we seen quickly an integration this intensely promoted in the show before? Who cares? It's so cute. I don't care. I love all those you like animals. It? Yeah. Well, the photo, let's get into photo shoots. Um, at first, we thought we were going to be doing a salacious photo shoot with models, and it turns out that they're adorable farm animals. Uh, so you like the date, Mike. I love the Yeah, because it's so. I thought the animals are super fun. I love all the animals. Mm-hmm. I like seeing, but you know, it's creative. It's something different. For sure. I thought you would have liked it because your girl Demi was here again. Oh, well, I, we're not even there yet. Every, epi- <laughs> every episode with Demi is a great episode. This didn't <laughs> we can get into hurt you. Oh, I love but, Demi, yeah. yeah. Do you think this segment worked well with Demi snooping on the guys? No, because nothing happened. Yeah. So yeah. there was no. I really was hoping someone was going to take the bait. Maybe a little too obvious that you're sitting down in makeup and the makeup girl is just all over you. You know, yeah. kind of obvious. I wanted something scandalous to happen, but I just like having Demi back. Yeah. <laughs> She's super fun. I feel like, okay, and I said, I think it's so interesting that they're now like incorporating Demi and friends like to do these tests throughout the season. I mean, I wonder if we'll get it again. I don't think it was produced that well. Because yeah. I think that they like 
didn't figure out the situation where each guy could be in the makeup room or each guy could be by that animal handler or whatever because it seemed like only the four guys were the ones that were picked to be watched on camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also felt like, so it wasn't produced well enough where I don't think they really thought about the details. They were just like, oh, it'll be funny. Like, Demi will say some commentary about, and we'll get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, actually trying to make this a test. But that being said, it was overproduced in the sense where they were like, ooh, secret spy mission, yeah. and, like, the music and stuff. That and was her having forced. Mike yeah. in, the, in that room when it was just them two? <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't get that at all. Look, he's like, what's that sound? <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to marry Hannah. So. <laughs> it kind of made me laugh. I, it was sort of silly and overproduced, but I don't no, I thought it brought a little bit of like levity to the episode. Yeah, and that's fair. There was enough in this episode that I didn't really mind it. Let's talk about Luke, though, because he... This is beginning the beginning of his unraveling. Mm. He cannot handle this photo shoot. And especially during the Peter of it all, we got a lot of close-ups. We could see Luke, uh, Luke's brain just breaking in front of us. This was Crystal's bowling situation. Oh, my yeah. God. Luke, yes. Yeah. That is good when callback. she lost it. Yes. That's good. Um, let's go ahead and just talk about the Luke P of it all, because this leads us into the cocktail party. Mike, you have an interesting take on Luke P that you were telling me a bit before we went on air. Oh no, what did I say? You were saying you <laughs> thought maybe <laughs> Hannah was a little unfairly... I did, Thank you, yes. I was surprised at how hard she put it down on Luke mm-hmm. when it ostensibly seems to me like what we've seen, it's not that bad. It didn't seem... Oh, hang on. It, to me, didn't seem outrageously overly aggressive versus somebody like Cam. She hasn't sat Cam down and been like, yo, chill out. Has she? I have a, I'll respond when you're... I mean, he, he basically, <laughs> to me, it looked like he went up and did an extra little photo thing with her on his back doing push-ups. And he was a little alpha and a little aggressive. I'm not saying it was right, but I just didn't think it warranted how much she shut him down. Tell me something. Have you ever observed him when he is called down to get a rose? Every single week, he puts his hands on both of the shoulders of the guys in front of him and kind of pushes them to the side. He has no respect for other people in the house when it comes to, like, displaying his affection for Hannah in front of them to make them jealous. The way he, like, steals her away first. He, like, is always trying to show off. Even the way when Jed came in and the massage thing and he was like, oh, it wasn't what it was looked like. He knows what he's doing. And and girls see through that cam is a moron (laughs) and is not getting past. He was sent home tonight. He was never a front runner. Like, we see this as a strong connection. So if if it is coming down to, like, a guy that you really like and he's acting in a way that is, and honestly, uh, it's not little. That's huge. That says a lot about a person. I would want to put down my foot just as hard. Actually, I'd send him home, but it's that works too. Maybe it's the combination of all of it because... Maybe Cam wasn't a front runner, but he did get the first ever rose. He was strong in the premiere in the first he episode. Got a rose because he rapped and she had five guys to pick from. He was strong in the first episode too. <laughs> I think he was strong in the premiere. Look, I mean, Pilot Pete made out with her in front of everybody on the photo shoot. It right? was in a different way, though. It wasn't like a mm, hey, yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of showing off. They were going at it in. In the photo shoot in front of, in the middle of everybody but else. It's, it's all about, That's pretty bad. That's pretty blatant, too. But it's all about how you do it. Like, you it's can get energy. away with more. It is. Like, the way Luke P comes across versus Pilot P. Look, I'm not, I don't like Luke. I'm not a fan no, of no, Luke. No, no, no. I just thought it seemed a little out of place. And maybe it's, a, I'm not taking all the different episodes together. 
And it I, seemed out but, of place for her to be like, you gotta stop. And I thought, Cam is coming in here every 10 seconds when you already told him to go away. But she tells him, like, a few more or a few more minutes or we're busy or whatever she says to Cam. Till I will say with, like, okay, back to the uh, Pete versus Luke P. She also brought up he's, like, arrogant. Like, Pete doesn't come across arrogant yeah. Yeah, or any of the other bad traits that she listed. I don't think, like, it's even in comparison. Uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone's on the level of Luke P with how he's been acting. Cam is a different breed. Yeah. Cam is... Is Chris from, um, we, we talked about this, Chris from uh, Becca's season, where he, like, doesn't really get it, mm. except yeah. Chris made it farther than I thought. <laughs> and he <laughs> redeemed himself. Far, yeah. Oh, yeah, true, with Crystal. I will say with this whole Luke P. Cam thing, I for one, I, I will say, just to give Hannah some credit here, she's got a lot of fires to put out at once. I think she started with Luke and then eventually made her way to Cam to kind of mm. tell them both to chill. They were the two contestants who needed a timeout the most this episode. And to, to Renee's point as well, and to what you said, like, we've only seen little bits of Luke and you didn't think it was enough, but I think we were, we were made so uncomfortable by what we've seen already on screen. Imagine all the vibes and things that he's giving off off screen that we haven't even seen. I think that, in combination with everything else, his red flags of telling him that, telling her that she, he loved her early on, I think yeah. Hannah was just like, all right, I need to nip this now. Because it's only going to escalate. Well, let's yeah. talk about what, that moment. Yeah. Let's talk about what Hannah said. Because I was kind of astounded by what an intense 180 she had taken. You could argue that her and Luke, in terms of the history of this franchise, had one of the most passionate early sparks of the show. They had a ton of chemistry, really intense physical, and seemingly emotional connection. And for her to completely flip the 180 here, all of the chemistry between the two of them was completely sucked out of the room. She was not feeling him at all. And what she said, I have it written down, is... um. Something. Oh, Luke P stole the connection in a negative way. It's a fine line between really attractive and the most unattractive thing I've ever seen. So I think Luke is really digging his own grave here. Yeah. I feel like my take's a little different. I actually don't know if he's necessarily like aggressive dude in the bad way. I just feel like he's kind of immature. He's acting the way like a high school sophomore would act when he falls in love with someone for the first time. And it seems like his behavior is just childish rather than like toxic masculinity like the way he was like can I just walk you to your dressing room and I don't know I I found that very toxic I think you you need to give her a moment to breathe you could see he was on her face like wow I just am going to walk myself to go change that five seconds that it's going to take me to get there you think you're going to get a really impactful moment with me like just chill play it cool it's it's childish and it's it's also controlling I wrote down that she said I want to call my own shots it is so unattractive as a woman when you feel like the the guy in the relationship is just stealing your autonomy, like telling you what to do in that way. Yeah. It's it's never cool. I will give the opposite side of this, and don't everybody come at me like I'm a Luke defender because I don't I don't like him. I I don't think he's going to make it very far. However, what you've said is bad. There is also the opposite where he went into her. What did you? I forget the term. Oh, the word, ITM right after, and she loved it. Right? So, this following her back to the dressing room is a similar thing. When they were making out and his shirt was off and she was super into it, he was being really aggressive. Now he's really aggressive again and she doesn't like it. So, if he's not the sharpest person and he's not the best read, to him this might be the same stuff. He's still trying to be aggressive and alpha and she's liked it in the past. And now, all of a sudden, maybe it's a genuine surprise from him. Like, whoa, I thought I was just doing the same thing. And you were going to have the same reaction. Yeah, but there's always a time and place, and it's all about balance. Like, in life, sure. and you should know that yeah. in, like, your life, you shouldn't always be... For instance, 
If you asked a guy out the first time, you shouldn't be like, and I'm going to do it the second time and the third time yeah. and the fourth, because he really liked it that one time. It worked that one time. Great. But, like, anyone's brain is like, well, if I keep doing this, it'll keep working. I mean, read a room. And on top of that, he, even when she told him blatantly, hey, I'll come to you. Hey, I'll come to you. He literally could not take, not even hint, a red flashing sign, neon, 100 feet tall, saying, stop. He just doesn't care. He'll, he's dis- It's disrespectful. That, I, I got nothing yeah. for that. When she says go away, then you just yeah. got to go away. You've made your point and tried. It's, it doesn't look great. And it's just crazy to me. You've, as a guy, you've got to learn to listen. That's one of the most important ways to find a woman's heart. And huh? <laughs> He just was not listening, yeah. and he's really digging his own grave here. And I don't know. I'm. We're kind of watching him implode. He's saying he might leave. He's one of the people that clearly just can't handle this process, and the longer he sticks around, the worse it's going to get. It's a little nerve-wracking and very unsettling as an audience member. He feels like a ticking time bomb. He literally said to the camera, I'm going to pretend she didn't say that, like, after they had that conversation. That's like, crazy. He, he completely is like... If it doesn't fit his agenda, it's, he just doesn't care, and That's it honestly what makes him. Do. It makes him look like a one-trick pony, and he and if he thinks Hannah is going to be a one-trick pony and just respond to that same one move, like you've you've got the wrong girl, I think. I was really surprised nobody brought that up, Jeff. That he said I was thinking about leaving tonight. Yeah. Normally, that's an auto trigger for one of the other guys to run to Hannah and say, "Hey, did you know Luke said he was thinking about leaving tonight? He's yeah. really not." That's almost an auto do, right? Yeah. I was very surprised. That's a good point. Yeah, well, the rest of the group was pretty chill. It's kind of the Garrett's and the con- or in the uh, it's a low key group. That yeah. I don't have. yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, even Peter Pilot's more of a low key guy. Yeah. Um, I hope it didn't sound like we were defending Luke P too much, guys. But it's just interesting to offer multiple takes on this panel. So I'd be very curious to hear what you guys think in the comments. They um, don't like him. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it. All right, we've we've got to move on because we have this crazy fourth act of the episode, which is during the canceled cocktail party. We have a, a tailgate party instead where I at guess, the mansion where they play cornhole is I guess they, that's tailgating tailgating is before a game what, what yeah. was the game <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just say it was a party Christine Christine and I don't know about Mike but you're a sports buff so I hope you weren't too offended by that idea of a tailgate but that's fine I uh, just just don't call it a tailgate right. yeah it was it's just fine. A, it was a, just a party it was a party <laughs> it's that's it like, well before the tailgate starts the very first thing that Cam says is, I have a very, very life-altering thing I need to share with Hannah that could make or break our entire future. <laughs> Simultaneously, we hear Hannah say, I hope today is chill and low-key. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know you're in for some good television. Man. So Cam Ooh. steals Hannah away right, a- right away. What did you guys expect Cam was going to say? I truly thought he might come out as transgender. I did not know what it was going to wow. be. Because he said it was a life-changing thing that had almost ruined previous relationships. And that he might go home that night because of it. Yeah. So that I she was, might not be able to handle it. That it was going to be so crazy. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be something really serious. Or like Kaylin's sexual assault stories. Like, this is going to be really, really huge. Well, question. Was his leg amputated? No. Evidently a, not. Are we sure? I don't think so. We're not positive. Let us know if because Luke yeah. has a prosthetic leg. They edited it in or, a very uh, odd way where we ne- they just, you know, they kind of made fun of him for it, how he told the story, which, to be fair, I mean, being like, then my kitten died, and then my grandma was sick, and, the-, like, that was a lot. But did he, lo- is that what it is about? Like, that he was worried she would judge him for having a, a prosthetic leg? But it sounds like not, because he said he's had multiple surgeries. It sounds like, if I remember right, he said he might have had to... 
or he got might, an amputation. He might be going to have to get that one day. Like I'm uh, just confused because what's the end? Are you just trying to be like, oh, I had a bad day and a bad like I or did Vivian, something happen? Vivian in the chat says his story on Instagram says it was not amputated. Which means a lot of people were asking about it. <laughs> I think I think the yeah. idea... It sounds like maybe he's someone who needs to have chronic surgeries, which is valid, because he was saying, and then this next surgery, so maybe the make-or-break thing is, if we're together, I will be having annual surgeries. Yeah, and like that a would... lot of health concerns. Sorry. Okay. No, yeah, that's, sure. what I, that's what I thought, maybe. But either way, at least the way it was edited, it didn't play well for Cam. It, no. So... No. But this was the really, really interesting moment of the episode, and we'll have to try to keep our takes quick, but Mike J. pulls Hannah aside and says, word for word, Cam mentioned to us before the tailgate party that he was going to tell this story to you in order to get a pity rose, which... It's a Cam, lie. It's a lie. Cam never said that, and I did not like Mike Johnson's move here. Unless we didn't see it. Unless he said something else that wasn't edited. They but... wouldn't do that, though. They would, and in this situation, because he went home, they would have played that footage. Which is also my theory on why they cut up his uh, sad story so much, so it didn't make Hannah look like a monster for sending home a okay. guy that went through something. Right. I agree. Um, this made me really not like Mike Johnson. And that let me tell bad. you, this is what kind of gave me the theory of... Oh, well, he has pity roses on his mind. Like, yeah. I wonder if it's... Because then he's going to lie. That says a lot about someone's character, that you're willing to just blatantly lie about someone so they go home because you don't want to deal with them. Yeah. He lied. Which I thought it was strange, too, because I don't see Cam as being any kind of competition for him. Mm-hmm. He's super secure and solid. He already had a I, rose, too. Why? Why I, do that? I think... Trying to understand his motives here, I think he just wanted to get on the offensive strike because he's been responding to all these situations well, and I think that was his move of like, all right, let me get a little more aggressive now. I know I'm safe. Let me just try and get rid of trim the fat. Essentially, I never, and we've talked about this before in history. You guys tell me you're more knowledgeable than me. I don't think it's ever been a good idea ever to call out somebody else well, on a what they've done. Move, but. So, especially with how secure this guy is and what a great job he's doing so far, I don't see any upside to this whatsoever. 99% of the time, your girl Demi did it twice and it rocked for her. But most of the time... She went home, though. But no, not because of that. Uh. So, most of the time, it's an absolute no in Bachelor Nation. Like, watch a season before you go on, maybe. Maybe he only watched cold season. But honestly, <laughs> as much as we watching it know that it's a dumb move, think about why so many people in that position have defaulted to that move. I think it's something about that environment that, I don't know, I don't know why you think it's going to be a good move. But Desperation, it, it just, competition. The producers, you're the pressure producers. cooker. All that's happening. Um, but the fact that, what surprised me about that conversation, though, and I know we have to wrap up, is just the fact that Cam did admit that he wrote those letters to the other guys in the house that he was going home. So it's like had I think had Mike J not lied about that one part about the pity rolls, saying everything else I was true. He did write letters. He did say that he thought he was going home. The issue with Mike was that he said the words pity rose, which was never said, and that was yeah. truly the engine that got sent Cam sent right. home. That's right. what Hannah fixated on. Right. So even if Mike was 90% telling the truth, that 10% of words that were fabricated are the reason Cam went home. Right. And I gotta say, I think Cam went out with some dignity. I felt like he was truthful with Hannah. And you know what? He was like, I did write letters, because I think he thought he might have been going home in that moment. Is, that a, is the writing letters a thing? 
He liked the is dudes. Is that a thing? I think he like made friendships. I think Cam is just a strange guy friends? who thought he had friends in the house. I almost feel a little bad for Cam because I think he's just kind of a different kind of guy. Do do we think uh, the Mike people in the chat are kind of arguing, don't think Mike was really lying. Yes, Mike was lying. Let's leave that aside. Do you think Cam was trying to get a pity rose with the story? It um, seemed like it to, uh, let me I'll give my take real quick. It seemed like an out of place story. Out of time, like I said, he had it locked and loaded, and he said, okay, day 10 or whatever, I'm going to bust out this story if I'm still here. Well, to be fair, though, if they did edit it very poorly, him talking about how he's going to have to get surgeries for the rest of his life, and that is a big part of his life, and he hasn't really had one-on-one time with Hannah, and then, like, this was his time where he could actually talk to her? No. And if it is true that he thought that she might send him home because maybe she wouldn't want to deal with someone who would have all of these surgeries for the rest of his life. No, but because of editing, that's the way it looked. Yeah. You know what I mean? All I know is Hannah would have taken any reason for Cam to go home. Mike could have said, this guy's a neo-Nazi, and she would have been like, I believe you, Cam, go home. (laughs) (laughs) She she would have taken anything. I do think we have to move on to the rose ceremony. Um, Anyone we're sad about leaving? No. Not me. I kind of liked Joey. I would have liked to get to know Joey better. Yeah, we really didn't get to know him. Yeah. Jonathan had his big moment tonight. It yeah. just didn't play right for him. And then Cam's been Cam, right? Always be in Cam. Always be Cam. Always be in him. Okay, we do have some really interesting news this week. So yeah. let's go ahead and quickly get into our news. So some of the news that came... Thanks for the Q&. Some Bachelor news this week. Uh, Some names have been floated around for Paradise. Someone who's been confirmed uh, is Demi. Yeah! Demi's going to be there. Um, And so far, Nicole, with the... Lots of crying and tears from last season. <laughs> and her nemesis, Onyeka, have been Yikes. confirmed. Yeah. Possible names are still Tasha, Hannah G, and Kaylin. So look out for announcements about that pretty soon. Um, also, guys, really quickly in this episode, if you guys noticed, Tyler G went home. And it was on the internet that he was actually accused of being, as one person from his hometown said, the biggest a-hole douche of all time. There's a whole Reddit thread that's going on talking about that he's an extreme misogynist, that these allegations came out. Um, A girl who we used to date came out with a story that he was just really aggressive and disgusting towards her. And so far, from what I've seen, Tyler has not responded to the accusations, but it's definitely floating around Bachelor Nation, guys. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's pretty serious. Um, so that was the news this week. Uh, do we want to bring up the fact that it's uncovered that Jed is a burlesque dancer? And right. How do you feel? Can't forget about that. Um, so obviously you guys know Jed is a country singer, and being considering his profession, it's always speculated if he's here for the right reasons. Well, we found out that Jed actually used to be a burlesque dancer. Um, I will put that up on my Twitter for you guys afterwards. I'll send you guys the link so you can see. But... He, yeah, he was a burlesque dancer, and there's some pictures up of him in a cowboy hat performing, showing off that sexy bod on stage. So I just want to know if that changes your perception of him. It makes at all. me trust him more. He's here for the right reasons. <laughs> Does it? Well, that, could you date? She's not here for the right reasons. <laughs> could you date? Could you date someone who's a burlesque, a male burlesque dancer, Renee? If it was Jed, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the better question before we move on from that is: Would Hannah be okay with that? I. Uh, I don't know. I'm confused about Hannah. I don't think we know Hannah well enough. Current or former? Is he done with it? Is he done with that life? From what I understand, the last post I saw online was from September 2018. So he is not currently a burlesque dancer, but it's obviously in his wheelhouse. And 
you know, he's comfortable enough with his sexuality to do that. So maybe he's not the guy in the teaser later who confronts Hannah about hers. I don't well, know. That's true. I'm Can't trying to figure out how this information will help or make or break Jed. So we'll see. Well, guys, we're going to be trying a new segment for the next couple weeks called our Top 3, where we'll be giving you a top three moments from each episode. This week, we're doing our top three cringiest moments from the episode, because overall, this was a pretty cringy (laughs) episode. Um, I think I'm going to start by saying Cam re-entering the conversation over and over again was pretty cringy. Big time. Agree? Um, I think then Luke P. re-entering the situation over and over again was pretty cringy. Don't do it. Agreed. And I think, for me at least, the third cringiest moment of this episode was Cam letting the guys know that he had to give a dramatic announcement to Hannah. Jesus. That was really, I'm going to steal some more camera time right now. It made no sense. I think it helped dig his own grave, to be honest. Like, come on. Take her aside if you want to take her aside. That's everybody's been doing it the entire time. Well, with two and a half minutes, let's do it. We can each show our tweet and combine our prediction with that tweet. So you get to show off your tweet to our fans for our Tweeting for the Right Reasons segment. And as you do, I'd also like you to give one prediction for next season. Next season? Next Next Uh, episode. Next season? Next season. I'll go ahead and go first. Episode Um, or just like who's going to win? It can be any prediction you want to make. Let's just say that. I think top two is Garrett and Pete. Mm, Garrett and Pete. I think uh, Garrett's going to be a, a dark horse. Okay. Let's see your tweet, Renee. Which one did you send in? Oh, God. The tweet is... It should be up there. Um, do, you, do you have it up there? Should I just read it? That's not Oh, that's it. actually mine. <laughs> um, I guess I'll Go just jump in here and say that the tweet that I sent out was, Cam trying to figure out how many sob stories he can fit into one. <laughs> Hashtag Bachelorette. Followed by a gif of... Well, our YouTube viewers can see it. Um, that just, I said, one of our cringeworthy moments there. Absolutely. And a prediction for this season, um, I still have... Oh, God, I, I had a prediction and lost it. I Oh, I think Grant goes home next episode because, mm. God, he needs to go. Sausage party Grant. Sausage, Sausage party, party Grant. Grant. I think he and some other guys are going to be gone next week. Tweet and prediction, Mike. <laughs> That's my tweet. That's right. Right there. Hannah sending Cam home. Good old throwback to I Love New York. Love it. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. My prediction, I'm going to go against Renee here. I'm giving my final two right now. Oh. It is Pilot Pete and Jed. Yeah. Oh, Jed. I should have, yeah. Those Agreed. are my final are two. Those are, I see the passion when they kiss. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and give my tweet right now. It's um, a picture of John Paul Jones <laughs> shaking a plastic baby. And the quote is, John Paul Jones possibly recreating his own childhood. It would explain a lot. Hashtag The Bachelorette. Nice. And my prediction for final two is I'm going to say, I'm going to do final four. Ooh. Am I allowed? No. Jed, Pete, <laughs> Pilot <laughs> Pete, Connor, and Tyler S. are my final four. Wow. Oh, I think right, Connor's right. going to go further than we think. Say Tyler. Okay. For uh, continuity Connor. purposes. Connor's going to go. Not Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> my top two are the same as yours, Mike, just to go on record. Okay. Jed. So the right Pete. ones, then. The right ones. Got it. <laughs> well, I guess with that, let's go ahead and make our way out of here, my guys. My tweet. Oh, Renee, you found it. I we might, found Renee's well, tweet. Well, I don't know if they found it. If not, it's okay. We can do it another time. We don't have it. That's oh, all right. Wah, wah, Next time. Wah, wah. You know what, though? Tweet it out, and the fans can find hey. it. Yeah, I'll do yeah. a little retweet action. And where would they find that if you did a retweet, Renee? Hey, you guys. It's been a great week. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, at Renee Ariel. Also, my friend Lily Marston and I filmed a video for her channel where we drunkenly DM'd 100 celebrities, and some responded. So go check that out on YouTube. What? Yep. That any Bachelor Nation awesome. people? No. But oh. we also didn't uh, DM any Bachelor people. Ah. Yeah. Maybe that's next time. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Hanging out with us. Here we go in the live chat. Appreciate all your comments. I'm Mike Feeling. You can catch me everywhere at 
Mike Thieling. And stay tuned on this channel because we'll have my Bachelorette Ruthless recap coming up for you. I am so looking forward to that, Mike. <laughs> um, in the meantime, you guys can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Christine Bean with three E's, and on Instagram, at Christine I Alexis. And I want to shout out our Watch Along crew again. Love you guys. Absolutely. And I also want to um, offer a warm, heartfelt thank you to The Secret Life of Pets 2. <laughs> thank you for enhancing our bachelor viewing experience tonight. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you can find me online, you can get that at Jeffrey C. Graham. If you're interested, I also do our Bar Rescue After Show with our CEO, Ooh. Kevin Undergaro. So, fans of that show, check us out Mondays at 2 p.m. And, of course, we'll be here every week covering The Bachelorette live at 7 p.m. Pacific on this channel. And you can join us watching the episode for our watch along at 5 p.m. Pacific right here. Until then, guys, have a great week. Later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 